fall asleep, where do we go? Come here. When we fall asleep, where do we go? Hello, and welcome to this three-part series where we'll be exploring dreams. My name is Claudia Cruz, and I will be your host. In episode one, we'll be answering the question, what are dreams? Before we get started, let me give you context to the structure of our sleep. Stage one, light sleep, slow eye movement, and reduced muscle activity. This stage forms four to 5% of total sleep. Stage two, eye movement stops and brain waves become slower. This stage forms 45 to 55% of total sleep. Stage three, extreme slow brain waves called delta waves begin to appear, intersected with smaller, faster waves. This accounts for four to 6% of total sleep. Stage four, the brain produces delta waves almost exclusively. It is difficult to wake someone during stages three and four, which altogether called deep sleep. There is no eye movement or muscle activity. People awakened while in deep sleep do not adjust immediately and often feel disoriented for several minutes after waking up. This forms 12 to 15% of total sleep. Stage five. This stage is known as rapid eye movement or REM. Breathing becomes more rapid, irregular, and shallow. Eyes jerk rapidly in various directions and limb muscles become temporarily paralyzed. Heart rate increases and blood pressure rises. When people awaken during REM sleep, they often describe bizarre and illogical tales. These are dreams. This stage accounts for 20 to 25% of total sleep time. Neuroscience offers explanations linked to the REM phase of sleep as a likely candidate for the cause of dreaming. Knowing this, we can proceed to analyze what dreams are, the types of dreams that exist, and what they mean. I hope this podcast serves as a self-reflection and sparks your curiosity on dreaming. Dreams can be defined under a stage of consciousness in which humans have little to no control over emotional, sensory, and cognitive details. Although this seems frightening to think about, the mind floats free and can be enlightening to our perspectives. Let me put things into perspective. Over a lifetime, a person may dream five or six full years, and our dreams vary in length. They may last just for a few seconds, and they've been known to last between 20 to 30 minutes. Given that this is a big part of our daily lives, we must give dreaming the time of day. Perhaps it is trying to tell us something or give us the epiphany we've been looking for. Sleeping is a major part of our lives. It is necessary in order to maintain a healthy lifestyle and utilize your brain capacity. Looking past the benefits of sleep habits, dreams can endorse happiness, anxiety, anger, fear, etc. How we dream correlates to the individualistic perspective each of us has on life. This is the reasoning behind the lack of scientific knowledge on dreaming. Sleep studies do exist and give great insight on certain aspects of dreaming. With that being said, it is up to us to analyze and decode the meaning behind our dreams. After all, if no one can read our minds by ourselves, how could we expect anyone else to interpret our dreams? Experts believe that dreaming mediates memory consolidation and mood regulation, a process a little like overnight therapy. This furthers my theory on the importance of acknowledging your dreams. Let's explore the theories on the components of dreams. So let's start with this question. Are all dreams based on real life? Involve familiar concepts from waking life, but scenarios played out in our dreams may be impossible in real life or have never happened. Personally, I've had many friends tell me that they don't believe dreams are based on real life. On the other hand, 
Others suggest that this is the main insight on how we view real life. I'm here to tell you that there is no real answer to this question. We simply cannot tell one another that we are not dreaming right. How ridiculous does that sound? Although it is fun to share dreams with others, at the end of the day, it must be self-reflection. Although in 1999, Sigmund Freud published The Interpretation of Dreams, this is now a controversial theory that experts don't fully agree with, and some experts believe dreams don't mean anything at all. Other psychologists who stand behind Freud's theory believe dreams reveal hidden emotions and desires. To fully explain this theory, Freud believed that dreams are a manifestation of our deepest anxieties and desires, often relating to repressed childhood obsessions or memory. Personally, I have always sided with science. I think having evidence and data to prove a theory is what drives one beliefs. However, dream theories are something I'm particularly skeptic about. I see only challenges and holes in one person setting the rules on how dreams should be interpreted. Nonetheless, I can't deny that the reoccurring dream is a symbol of urgency inviting us to work on understanding it. Analysis starts at the surface from the manifest to the latent content of the dream. Sometimes it is literal, sometimes it is symbolic. Perhaps in the not-so-distant future, science will be able to explore the mind in ways it has not done so before. Therefore, the lack of concrete evidence on dream analysis suggests current theories are too broad to be applied on an individual level. Similarly, throughout history, various cultures have established their own theories on what occurs when people are in REM. For example, in the Roman and Greek periods, people believed that dreams were messages sent directly from one or more deities, from deceased people, and that they were the predictors of the future. Their cultural values made the civilization take their dreams as an enlightenment, as opposed to just a fantasy land we travel to in our sleep. I find this very fascinating because it sparks the question of how much our personal beliefs, motivations, impact what we dream. If we set an affirmation to find answers in our dreams, will our mind just give us the answers we want? Is this just a toxic way of creating bias in the way we live our lives? Although I can't go back in time to study Roman and Greek mindsets, I do conclude that this practice could have caused conflict within society to determine who's wrong and who's right. I believe this further proves my theory on why people must practice dream analyzation on an individual level. We must become self-aware before jumping in any dream bandwagon. Cultural dream interpretation must not be completely thrown out. Cultural values have a lot of influence in what we dream and how we react when we wake up. With that being said, it does not mean we find answers to our journey of life. As I read an article hosted by a dream enthusiast who interviewed a psychologist, one of his statements really resonated with me. Pagano said that dreams use the language of symbols and archetypes to communicate from our inner selves what we are not able to grasp in everyday life because of our beliefs, fears, social norms, and other barriers to self-knowledge. These were the kind of answers I was looking for. The complexity of dream does not allow the blind eye to see exactly what our inner self is trying to communicate. It can't be taken for granted, no, but we must tread lightly when making life-changing decisions based on the search for answers in dreams. Again, knowing where one stands in life is key to understanding dreams. There are different stages in life, and their personal fears and worries cannot be grouped together in dream interpretation, even if the reflection of fear is the same. But what about people who don't dream at all? Abnormality is not always welcome when it comes to society's view on what comes with everyday life. We try to embrace different religions, cultures, and overall lifestyles. 
However, there is still a stigma around people who do not have the same experience as we do, such as love, rejection, guilt, and so on, and even dreams. These are all things out of control, but we are pressured to experience in order to be wise in life. However, experts do acknowledge in the aspect of dreams, it is not a malfunction in someone. Dreaming may be culturally universal, but it is clear that some individuals recall few or no dreams over many years, and that these individuals suffer no ill consequences from their apparent inability to dream. Dream recollection may not be necessary for mental, physical, or cultural health. I must note that these instances put holes in my arguments for people to want to see a bigger picture of themselves in dreams. How can someone practice what I am urging people to practice if they can't remember their dreams or don't dream at all? Although this podcast may not be the enlightenment they are looking for, it continues to prove that not everyone can be put in the current generalized standards of dreaming. Sure, studies can continue attempting to find answers to this phenomena, but it takes a lifetime to analyze someone's dream. Maybe you won't get the concrete evidence I am looking for in the future, but the thing that I find most intriguing is that with dreams, we are our own expert and scientists in decoding the answers. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Listen.